All right, everybody, you've just tuned in to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh. And uh, just real quick, they're unveiling a brand new shirt this weekend. It is the Thunder Pens uh, t-shirt. And um, uh, this time around, the uh, the charity that they are donating to is a place called Beverly's Birthdays, and I'll get into uh, that a little bit more when we get into the, the midsection of the show. But uh, um, new shirt coming out tomorrow for your opportunity to grab that. But uh, we're here to talk some Steelers football, and uh, my God, what a crazy, busy offseason it has been. Uh, we, we are through uh, – we're, we're through quite a bit of the free agency stuff now. We're now less than four weeks out from uh, the draft. And uh, it, it is starting to get down to the nuts and bolts of things. But with the Steelers, that doesn't really mean much because no one has really been able to peg exactly what direction they're headed in the last couple of years. And, and I think this year is going to be a little bit of the same. Uh, joining me today, very early risers uh, as we switch this up a little bit. Normally we record late at night. Today on this Saturday, we're recording Early in the morning, um, Ben and Chris, both in the Pacific time zone. Uh, Chris, uh, everything all right over there in uh, Sin City? Yeah, I'm tired. Yeah, you sound like you could use one of those really big Duncans. Uh, oh, yeah. That, that you like so much. And uh, Ben, you've already been up and moving around, so you're you're a little more... Uh, uh, I'm fine. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you're ready to go. And uh, we'll just have to drag Chris along with us this morning. Um, okay, so the the Steelers in free agency have have done a couple of things. Um, I, I think the grand total so far has been over forty million dollars, which a lot of people are like jaw dropping at that amount of money. Uh, Mark Barron, linebacker, uh, Dante Moncrief, wide receiver, and uh, Steve Nelson, the cornerback, who I think by and large we all expect will will play over Artie Burns and, and then of course Cody Sensabaugh as well. Um, Chris, where are you on these three signings? Are these great, good, average, or we could have done way better type signings? Um, or, or under the B, B plus area. Um, yeah. Nelson's uh, size is, is a bit concerning, but um, his production has been steadily improving throughout his four years as a, a Kansas City Chief. Um, Dante Moncrief. Uh, I've always liked Moncrief. He's a touchdown machine, a red zone, red zone target uh, mm-hmm. connoisseur, uh, a guy who can help you out in the red zone a lot. So uh, that's awesome. Um, Got to stay healthy a little bit. I know he's been banged up a little bit throughout his career. Um, mm-hmm. I like what we got him for, um, you know, money wise. It was a good value signing. Uh, guy who can play the X, the Y, the Z. Um, and then you got uh, Mark Barron, who isn't going to factor into the comp formula at all since he was cut, uh, which is cool. And uh, he can play linebacker for you, um, better uh, against the pass and the run. And um, it, it's it's going to be a – I'm confused on where he's going to play exactly mm-hmm. going forward if, uh, if we draft a linebacker high. Um, but he's a, an insurance policy, an expensive one, but um, a, a guy who can kind of play different roles for you on the defense side of the ball uh, in coverage. Yeah, and, and he, uh, as we were talking about leading into the, the, the start of the show, I mean, he, he's a guy that fully expects to play all three downs. So it, it does create some conversations if the Steelers do find 
uh, the, themselves in a position to get Devin Bush or Devin White. Just just what do you do across there? But uh, Ben, what where, where do you find yourself as you look at these three major uh, free agent signings? Uh, I, I pretty much agree with Chris, although I, I think that Mark Barron is a better signing than um, than just an insurance policy. Um, mm-hmm. Nelson's the the best of the three. I mean, in terms of not just quality of player, but he he plugs the biggest need that they had on defense, um, in my opinion. I mean, and, and it's not like I, I actually that's misstated. I think the biggest need still was linebacker, but right the gaping hole at corner where you're sticking a guy who should have been a backup in Cody Sensabaugh in mm-hmm. as a starter. Because you have to make do. So you actually sign a legitimate starter there. Um, which, you know, I, th- I think that's great. Uh, now, as far as uh, Barron goes, I agree. I, you know, they structured his contract so that they have to, in my opinion, maybe they did it for Barron or, or at his agent's behest. Mm-hmm. But they have to make a decision on him at the end of the season. Um, that he's going to have a a much higher cap hit next year than he does this and if he's not an every down guy in 2020 chances are he's going to be a free agent because yeah, they're yeah. they're not going to have a guy around with an eight million dollar plus cap hit who's not an every down guy um Moncrief you know reasonable price I think that was a pretty good signing yeah. um and you look at at number two and even some number three receivers are getting north of seven million dollars. Number two receivers are getting ten million and more, ten, eleven million dollars as a number two receiver. Yeah, as a complimentary guy, it's just you look at Moncrief and you go, Okay, mm-hmm. well that's that's actually a pretty good value. Right? what three and a half million dollars um per season. So you know, he's he's probably gonna be based upon his contract, kind of a number three. Um, sort of what you, you envisioned um, four and a half million dollars, excuse me, sort of what you envisioned uh, uh, Martavis Bryant becoming, you know, oh, yeah, a number sure. two slash number three receiver where he was going to be a guy who stretched the field, probably only ran a handful of routes. But if you needed a tall guy in the a tall, big guy in the red zone to catch the ball, he's that guy, you know. So good signings overall. Um, Moncrief's yeah. a really good value. Is is Moncrief a guy, uh, Chris, I'll ask you this first. Is, is he a guy that can create space for Juju? Obviously, I'm not going to say in the way that Antonio Brown did because that, that that's just not true. But is he a guy that can take some of the pressure off Juju um, that that he needs to continue to be as productive as he's been? Um, I think a little bit, but I don't think Moncrief poses a, an overall threat um, that defenses are going to be trying to take into account for. Uh, I think that that's solely Juju right now, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Washington and Moncrief have to kind of prove that within the first couple of games that they uh, are kind of a force to be reckoned with down the field. Um, and as a threat, you know, intermediate-wise as well. So, um they're going to have to prove that beforehand, especially um, James Washington. I think that he has to kind of come along um, consistently and quickly yeah. uh, just to keep his uh, 
his stature is a first or sorry a second round um guy so yeah, yeah and, and, uh it's give me something to watch for um and ben in that same vein just before we start talking draft stuff uh, you know if james washington comes on like i think a lot of us are hoping he will um, that gives you Juju, Moncrief, Washington. And, and then you've got, you know, they've re-signed Eli Rogers, uh, Ryan Switzer. I, I mean, what does this receiving core look like? Because, I mean, Switzer and Rogers are, are basically that slot guy, aren't they? Well, Rogers can play outside in a, in a pinch. Yeah. Uh, Switz is a slot only and a returner. Right. And he right. makes the team just on return ability. So, you know, I don't. The the Rogers signing kind of confuses me because based upon his signing bonus, which was five hundred thousand dollars, they're going to keep him for sure. It's not this isn't a, a let's sign him and see how he does in camp kind of a contract. Okay, they're they're going to keep him. So we've got a whole bunch of slot receivers because Juju also does his best work in the slot. So it's just it's an odd alignment yeah. of receivers. Um, Apparently they're giving up on Justin Hunter, which maybe that's good. You you pretty much knew, based yeah. upon what DHB last did last year, that that he was probably not going to be playing football this year. Mm-hmm. Good guy, did a lot of good things for the Steelers for a lot of years, but isn't really offering much in terms of of the offense, and he's kind of slowing down on special teams. So right. it is what it is. Um, I still think they could draft a receiver. I just don't know exactly what that looks like. Again, I think your top three are Washington, who they want to be the number two. Mm-hmm. Juju is your clear number one, but does his best work out of the slot. And Moncrief, who's your number three. But Washington and Moncrief are outside receivers. <laughs> yeah. So that gives us three slots. It's just, well, it's weird. Yeah, and that's why I pose the question, because it's, it's an odd grouping of, of receivers. Um, yeah. it, it just seems to me and, and yeah, boy, if they throw another one into the mix and I mean, it, it's pretty likely they're going to draft a receiver. They almost always do. Um, so it, it could be one of, the, one of the really interesting things to watch as this thing unfolds throughout uh, training camp this summer and then uh, in, into uh, the preseason. But um, let's move over and start talking draft and, and we'll flip to the other side of the ball. Um, Obviously, the two linebackers, Devin White from LSU, Devin Bush from Michigan, have have been the constant talk uh, of most Steelers fans. Uh, Linebacker, I think, is the overwhelming need for this team. Um, And both of these guys seem to check the box. Uh, Chris, you're you're currently working on the Devin White prospect profile. I did Bush uh, way, way back, even before um, the Combine. And uh, what are you seeing in these two guys? Because physically, they're they're pretty darn similar, aren't they? Yeah, their play is too. Uh, they both got good range, good in coverage. Um, they don't have a knack of turning the ball over, either of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, they both pose the same skill set um, that you're kind of looking for in the MAC linebacker position, which is um, you know fluid in coverage. Uh, you know, kind of can go around the slot. Um, zone coverage. Can you get depth? Can you um, you know, take away the slant? Uh, we have been hacked time and time again. Um, 
over the middle. So we need someone who yeah. can kind of get back and get some depth back there, and both of them can do that. Um, Force against the run, uh, blitzing wise in the A, uh, A and B gaps, both can do that. Um, you know, their size is a bit concerning, um, but um, they, 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 their skill set really kind of takes you away from that. Um, just getting off blocks is, is going to be their biggest issue. Um, but overall, um, you can tell that they uh, they can fit the linebacker mold that we really need, um, which has been left by Ryan Shazier um, ever mm-hmm. since you know he's been gone. It's been tough to uh, to fill that hole. So uh, either of those guys can do that, um, and there's a, a few others as well that I think can do that as well. Yeah, I you know when I, when I did the profile on, on Bush, obviously it was before the combine, before his pro day when you know he he was like off the charts. Okay. Um, but, but my concern with him and I, I've kind of got him as that, that late one real early two guy. And and the biggest reason for me, as you said, was, was kind of that size related to the ability to get out of the traffic, you know, to wave through the trash because, you know, yes, young, young offensive linemen at the college level are big. Um, and, and so are NFL guys, but at the NFL level, now you're getting w- with offensive linemen who are smart and know positioning a lot better and are able to cut off a linebacker, especially a young linebacker who who just wants to fly around. And so, so that was my concern with him. Um, ben, have you had a chance to look at both of these guys and, and come to any sort of conclusion about who you'd rather have, or would you just take either one? I'd rather have white and it's not even close. No, uh, why? Because he's he's better on the first two downs. I think mm-hmm. that Devin Bush is going to be a very good pass defense linebacker, and mm-hmm. and the NFL is geared more toward the pass, and it you Definitely. know it's just kind of the direction it's evolved, you know, because because of the rules and the fact that it's it's so easy to throw the ball now the passing game has become the thing you're trying to stop. So I get it. I understand why he's so highly rated, but I don't think he's going to be as good on rundowns. I, I mm-hmm. think I, I, I look at a guy and I, and I see him in college trying to go under and around blocks. He's yep. got short arms. He's going to have to learn to stack and shed and having short arms and being a short guy, not being able to see over, uh, Lyman as they come at him, you know, if, if he wants to dip his hips, uh, he's he's going to be at a disadvantage, and it's going to be hard for him to learn that skill. So the guy I want is white, and it's it's not even close. Now, you know, as far as, as an athlete goes, you know, he's, he's not quite on a par with, and I'm speaking to Bush here, he's yeah. not quite on a par with Shazier, but he's close, very mm-hmm. close, and, and white is as well. So you're talking about two guys that are great athletes, and I'm splitting hairs when I when sure. I talk about all these things. They're they're both surefire first rounders, but the the guy I want is white. I just think he's an a better he's he's more well rounded than Bush is, and it's it's not close for me. He he has an ability to me that I've seen that that Bush doesn't have, and and it's something we used to talk about a little bit with T.J. Watt. Now, granted, it's a different position, but the the ability to get thin when you need to, 
Mm-hmm. Um, it, he seems to have that a little better than Bush. Bush is, you know, if, if football were played inside a refrigerator, I would want Bush in a heartbeat. Um, but, but that, that's, that game is not here anymore. As you mentioned, it's, it's a passing league and you've got to be able to cover. You've got to be able to do a nice job in zone. And, and I, I just don't know that, that he's going to be able to do that. So, um, I, I do like that ability with white. So, Chris, that, that takes me to the ultimate question that I've, I've been trying to prepare Steelers fans for. Um, what if these two guys are both gone in, in the top 12 or 13 picks? I mean, then what becomes the Steelers' priority? Um, you can go in a, a few different ways here. Um, what I've been thinking and kind of uh, saying to you guys for a while is that Sean Davis is not in the long-term plans. So I guess a free safety um, could be in the mix there. Mm-hmm. Um, a guy like T- uh, Taylor Rapp can play both positions, Juan Thornhill. Um, another like Darnell Savage, he can play both as well. Um, uh, Nasir Adderley can play both as well, but they weren't at his pro day. Um, so that's a – that could be a need that they can kind of, you know, plug in for the future. Um, it, it, Do you see be, those guys as first round picks though at twenty? Um, I love Taylor Rapp. I'm kind of so like, oh I. God, I know. Okay. I really, no, I, really, I love him. That kid is so smart. Uh, I agree. I'm a huge fan of him. Uh, he's my he's my number one safety in this class okay. right now. Um, I I would like him at twenty if if those guys aren't there. Um, then you got to look at wide receiver. Um, you know, do you, do you replace AB off the bat? I did that in my last mock. I got crucified for it. Um, got, <laughs> people were not happy. People were not happy with me. Oh no! Um, and then you, you look look at corner. Um, is Mike Hilton in your long term plans? Um, yeah. Do you want to yeah. do do you want to draft it? Uh, you know, the the best corner available, whether it be Greedy Williams, uh, Byron Murphy, and then what do you do with? Uh, you know, what do you do with uh, Steven Nelson is, is Joe Hayden, the long-term plans. He's up there in age. Um, then you look at tight end, um, Vance McDonald's health an issue still. Um, do you want to replace AB's production from the tight end position? Maybe, um, getting two tight ends out there. Um, I know TJ Hawkinson could play some slot as well. Um, you can go a lot of different ways here. Um, but which is going to make this tough for me, um, to, to predict where we're going to go. But, mm-hmm. Could be a you know, could be a different different position. Could be the same position in in Mac Wilson, perhaps um, a guy who wouldn't exactly be of value at twenty, but we've seen the Steelers reach before. Yeah. Um, so you know we'll see. It, it's going to be tough how how they value their their free agency picks pickups as well because last year uh, picked up uh, Morgan Burnett and then the first round what did we do we drafted Terrell Edmonds so. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be something to watch, but um, you know, almost anything's on the table, especially oh, and I forgot Edge, uh, Edge Rusher. You know, is Bud Free in their long term plans? I freaking hope not. But um, <laughs> a guy who I don't want, a guy who I don't want at pick twenty is Chase Winovich, and that, that's the guy who's been oh um, God no, been t- been touted uh, as a you know, uh, it's it's rough talking yeah. to Steelers fans. What about what about Winovich at fifty two though, Chris? If if you didn't get an edge in the first Uh, round, would you like Winovich at fifty two? It's it's complicated. Uh, His age (laughs) worries me because after the first contract, he's going to be what twenty nine. It's like what do you do from there? After the first contract, he'd be twenty eight. I know. I hear what you're saying, but yeah, that's right. He'd be a second. Yeah, okay. 
it's you know uh, it, it's rough it's 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 your future at, at the position um but uh, from a, a skill set wise um i have him as a i think a late two so i think that works out um yeah i i could handle him a lot more at 52 at 20 i oh, yeah. might i might jump off a cliff yeah I, uh, i'd be pissed i yeah. i would be angry um but I, I do like the idea of getting an edge in the first round, potentially. Um, and I think they could go corner. You know, a lot a lot of people are just discounting that possibility. But Joe Hayden is expensive. Yes, he is. He's he's 29. Uh, he plays a position where skill sets tend to erode after 30. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Steven Nelson can play inside or outside. So if you brought in a first rounder at corner this year and kind of let him learn, you know, he wouldn't play that much, but you let him learn in that defense for a year. And then next year he's a starter that could work out. And if, and if he did start some games this year, you just, you move Nelson inside and, and you start those three and, and you're in good shape. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I like the idea of edge a lot. Uh, just, I agree with Chris, not Winovich, not in the first round, no way. And I, I, I don't know who's going to be there. I haven't, I haven't really zeroed in on on who's going to be around, but yeah. Um, and tight end is, I know people keep saying oh, you don't need a tight end. Yeah, you, you do. Yeah, you, you do. You need two tight ends anyway in the NFL. And our second yep. tight end right now is Xavier Grimble, who sucks. And you know, Vance McDonald hasn't had success with staying healthy for an entire season. Right. Um, Grimble's not a guy I want as a spot starter. I don't know yeah, about no. you guys. No, no. You know, and I, I still think – I just think you need to – in in today's NFL, you need two at least competent tight ends. Yes. Anyway. Yes. So a tight end there would – you know, a lot of people hate the idea. I, I think it's a great idea. Um, You know, somebody like Fant – I like Hawkinson, though. I, I – if I had to pick somebody, that would be the guy I would want because yeah, he's kind of good at everything. He's a, right. a really good blocker, for one thing, and and you know that's one thing they're kind of missing at that spot now. I mean, uh, Vance isn't isn't bad at it. He ain't great, so that wouldn't bother yeah, me. Yeah, I, I like him better than Fant. You know, his Iowa teammate Fant. Fant's got a lot of nice things, but, he does. but blocking blocking wise it does not thrill me at all. Um, and and you know if I need a spot starter, then I want a guy that can do everything well. And I think Hawkinson is is definitely that guy. But you know, Chris, this is a really deep tight end draft, though, isn't it? Yes, and it is not deep at edge. So once right. you're out of the first, let me see, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six guys, um, it's drop off. And and we know, <laughs> obviously. Uh, uh, I hate to bring this up, but well, wait a minute, know, Chris. Did you did you include Kai Polite in that? Because I, I, I did not. Know. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, just real quick, if you didn't see this this kid out of Florida who who's very talented, I've seen him play several times. Um, his numbers at his pro day actually got worse from his combine, and and if you're not familiar with this, normally they get better. Um, and and he's got didn't he have a few off field issues or character type issues or something anyway? He, he did not interview well at all at the combine. Uh, That's what it was. Scouts, okay. scouts said it was like the worst ever, something like that. 
Um, just, just getting back to uh, Edge for a second here. The Steelers invested the 9.2 on Dupree, um, which, of course, does not mean that they won't take an edge in the first round. Um, who are some of those potential guys that could be there at 20, Chris? Uh, for Edge? Yeah. Um, oof. Uh, it's, it's tough because I don't know how um... – how the other teams are going to value this class in terms right. of uh, skill set and, and, and you know, player wise, but um, a guy that I've seen just drop on boards weirdly is Brian Burns. I love Brian Burns. I love him. Um, a guy who can fit this scheme so well. Um, he's worked so hard. He he gained weight for the for the combine for his pro day, um, and actually maintained all of his athleticism. Didn't lose any speed. Mm-hmm. Um, a very hard worker. Um, guy who can do pretty much everything well i mean set the edge against the run he can uh not ex- extensively well but consistently pretty well um a guy who can rush the passer very well has a really good bend um hip flexibility ankle flexibility um a counter move and he's good in coverage too um has the athleticism to to get back in zone um which you like to see in the linebackers uh, on the steelers so i like him a lot if he's there at 20 20, it's it's gonna be tough to see anybody mm-hmm. else who I would rather have than Brian Burr. Um, just how do you get him on the field? I mean, the Steelers like to, to get their um, yeah. first two or three rounders on the field. Uh, it's just how do you get him on the tough? Uh, then you have to justify paying Bud Dupree nine point two million. Um, so that's a guy who I really like, uh, Montez Sweat. I don't think he fits us very well. Um, I think Rashawn Gary, Josh Allen, Nick Bosa are all gone. And then you look at you know, Cleveland Farrell. Um, I, I don't know if he fits very well in our scheme. Um, I, I think he's a more of a second-round guy, but I mm-hmm. think he's in, in play at 20, especially because Colbert and Tom were at his pro day. Yeah, and it's always important to pay attention to uh, where the Steelers are at in terms of pro days, who's there, who they talk to. Now, granted, they talk to a million guys, so don't don't run to the bank with any of that. But you do have to do a little bit of the calculations between pro days, who they're dining with, uh, who comes in for a visit, all that kind of stuff. And and uh, then, then, of course, you still have to look at the fact that they like typically younger players, which, of course, with Winovich, as you were pointing out, uh, he's already 24 years old. Um, so he, he is, you know, the complete opposite of what they usually like to draft in that regard. So there's, there's a lot of those those types of factors. Um Ben, uh, you, you mentioned corner, um, the Murphy kid from Washington, um, the Baker uh, kid out of Georgia, Greedy Williams out of LSU. I mean, are, are any of those guys like in your wheelhouse at 20? Well, Williams is, is gone. Greedy Williams is, is long gone at 20. Yeah, um, I think he probably is. I, I think that's the only guy, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, but I mean, you know, both of you, either of you, I, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't see anybody else in the other corner as a definite gone before twenty, other than Williams. Uh, I would agree, based on what I've seen. I would agree with that. Okay, my understanding is that they don't love Baker, and it isn't. He didn't interview well at the combine either, but it, it's not so much his attitude. They just they don't like the way that he covers. He they don't mm-hmm. they don't see a guy who locates the ball, and they are looking to turn the ball over more. Yes. So they're not they're not in love with Baker. That isn't to say that they wouldn't take him if there was value in getting him, but I don't see him mm-hmm. at twenty. 
Um, Murphy, I personally love. Doesn't really seem like they've invested that much into, you know, getting to know him or see him. So now their pro hard. day is this week, I think. Yeah, let's hope, man. Because, Washington. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. if they did talk to him at the combine, they kept it under wraps and apparently mm-hmm. they talked to 60 guys there. So, right. They've, they've been really secretive this year. I mean, you know, they've never been ones to like promote right. and talk about who they, who they meet with, but they must be telling these players not to say anything. <laughs> they, they gotta be, cause it's just, it's just not getting out this year. And it's really kind of annoying. Uh, and I like Julian love too. I, I, I don't love him as much as I, Nice pun there, Ben. I I don't <laughs> like him as well as I like Murphy. I like Murphy yeah. a little better. Um, the knock on Murphy is he's got short arms and yes. you know thirty and three quarter inch arms. And for a lot of NFL GMs, thirty one inches is the cutoff for arm length. They're just like, nah, I don't want a guy who doesn't have long arms, and you know that's too short. Sorry. So he may slide. Mm-hmm. We'll kind of see. I don't know. I. Uh, but those those are the guys I'm kind of looking at as far as corner goes, um, at least in the first round. Well, I, I'm starting my uh, research on love today, as a matter of fact. Not not love in general. My wife knows what that is. Um, but Julian Love, the the corner from Notre Dame. And, and you know, I, I see a lot of different opinions on him. And, and that's why I'm always intrigued to do guys like that because, uh, you, you know, you do. You see some people that think, oh, man, he's a perfect fit. He does this well. He does this well. But then you read other things. It's like, oh, geez, he really struggles uh, in man coverage, uh, you know, getting beat deep. and all. You know, so I, I'm anxious to take a look at him because, you know, the Steelers have – typically liked Notre Dame players in the past. So, um, it, it, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to looking at him. But um, we are uh, in the midst of the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh. And uh, once again, like I said at the outset, you can grab the brand new uh, Thunder Pens t-shirt. I hope I gave that the appropriate uh, voice over there. Um, and uh, eight bucks from every shirt that is purchased goes to Beverly's Birthdays, and if you don't know what that is, uh, Beverly's Birthdays um, helps out less fortunate kids, homeless kids, and gives them a birthday party. Um, you know, uh, there's one example on there of a, a five-year-old boy who's who's been homeless and has never really had much, and uh, they, they were able to set up a birthday party for him. And, and you know, that might sound like small potatoes, but um, to a five-, six-, seven-year-old kid who's never had that before, it's probably an amazing experience. So please consider um, buying one of the shirts this week and, and do something good at the same time. Um, Chris, I know you wanted to talk cornerback as well, so please take it away on the issue of the Steelers and corners heading into this draft. Yeah, just talking uh, Murphy and Love real quick. Um, they both are pretty similar to Steven Nelson in terms of height, weight, um, speed. Mm-hmm. Um, ha- Jesus, dog. Um, hands, uh, arm length. They're pretty much all in the same wheelhouse. It's, it's just like the, it begs the question, do you want a 5'10 corner in Nelson on one side and a 5'11 corner in Murphy slash Love on the other side? Um, mm-hmm. you know, we face AJ Green twice a year. We are, we're going to have, um, uh, Oda Beckham. who's not huge, but, um, he can get up. You have him over there. Um, who do the Ravens have? Oh, nobody. Um, 
um, but we do have we do struggle with bigger receivers. Um, you know, going forward, we're we're going to have Joe Hayden for you know, a ton longer. Do you want guys who are kind of more compact um, and can make can play on the ball? Uh, Murphy has that. He he makes plays on the ball. He plays much bigger than his size. Um, yeah. It just sucks. You know, he's he's undersized a, a, a tad bit there, and he only ran a four five five. Um, which which kind of sucks, but he did gain weight for the combine. He's at one ninety now. He was at one seventy five or one seventy eight at Washington. Cow. So he yeah, gained, yeah, he gained about twelve pounds. Um, he needs for to the get combine. his weight back so down. Have, you're right. Yeah, I think one eighty five um, is good for him. Um, he was he weighed around the same as um, Denzel Ward, and and Denzel Ward's playing very well. So yeah. Um, but him, um, Julian Love, and Murphy both have very similar numbers. Both ran. Um, four fives. Both had both had fourteen bench press. Um, both had a vertical jump of thirty six, a broad jump of uh, one twenty, one twenty one. So they were very similar uh, in those areas as well. Um, with Love, when you look at him, make sure you watch his uh, his run support. That's the the area where I was uh, not thrilled with with him. Well, I, I was just going to mention that, and and Ben, I'll ask you this: um, Do the Steelers still? Because for a long, long time, with when it came to cornerbacks. The Steelers had to draft guys that were good run support guys, good tacklers. It, it, as the league has evolved, is that still one of their highest priorities? Are they looking more towards guys that can turn the ball over and cover? Uh, well, they want both, ideally. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's still a priority because, um, I mean, essentially, if if they run – a sweep or any kind of yeah. a wide run uh y- your corner still got to set the edge and yeah he's got to be able to tackle where i think they have and hopefully that's changed under bradley a bit where i think mm-hmm. they have overstepped is they think they can teach players how to tackle and some players just aren't willing to do it right period the end so you know I we'll see what happens. Um, Cam Sutton hasn't really. He did some things as a rookie where I thought, yeah. okay, he's going to learn to tackle and it's going to be okay. It, this is going to work out, but he hasn't really impressed me since. Uh, Artie Burns, same thing. Did some things as a rookie. Was really willing to get in there and put his nose in, and since then has kind of dropped off and and isn't as good. Mm-hmm. And that that bugs me more than a little bit. So I hope that they go after guys that are more willing to, to get in there and do it. Well, I I agree with you. I I think you still have to be able to to do it. Um, Setting the edge as a corner is important. The run support, it still remains. I mean, you you saw the way the playoffs kind of went, you know, we saw all these offensive numbers, uh, you know, throughout the, the regular season. And then we, we started to see defense once again, coming back up in, in the playoffs and you, and you got to be able to run the ball. And uh, if you've got a, a corners on each side that can stop that, then it goes a long way towards being successful. So I, I do too. I still think it's a, a big thing. And um, I, I want to transition to one final thing here before we start wrapping things up. Um, Matt Filer did sign his, his uh, exclusive rights free agent offer yesterday, I believe. And um, the Steelers have said that he'll compete with uh, Chukes and um, Gerald Hawkins for that that starting uh, right tackle spot. Um, in this draft, if you were drafting an offensive lineman, Chris, I'll go to you first. 
What position would you want that guy to be? Oh, man. There's so many questions, and I haven't been at practice or in the offseason there. So it's tough. Yeah. Um, which, which for us as um, you know, as fans and as uh, guys who kind of like cover the team as much as we can, um, we try to predict. So it's like Hawkins had a really good last last season, their last training camp or whatever he had off season. Yeah. He was just a beast, apparently. Um, and then you had a filer who kind of came in and, and took the uh, took the job by storm with uh, with the right tackle position. Um, and then you have Chukes, who's a, a third round. Jesus, dog. Uh, he is snoring behind me so hard right now, and it's just uh, we can't hear you. Um, <laughs> we can't okay. hear you. Um, nope, nope. Okay, so um, so yeah, you have Chuck's there, who's a third round pick. So uh, you have that invested in him. So you kind of want to try and get him on the field. Um, if Filer plays really well, if Hawkins plays really well uh, in mm-hmm. the off season, and, and Chukes does, you can see a position change from at least one of them. I think, um, or at least try to. Uh, you're not going to have what five tackles there. Um, so I think if you're drafting a position, it's going to be interior with uh, Ramon yeah. Foster up there in age, BJ Finney, you have him for one more year. Uh, pound C needs a backup. Um, DeCastro, he's been solid. Um, yeah. but you never know. So, um, I think interior is the way to go. And Ben, I'm going to give you the same question. I'm curious to your take here. Uh, Finney what, hasn't what? signed his tender yet. And, no. Uh, he's looking for a multi-year deal, and I think they would be dumb not to extend him mm-hmm. this year because his price is just going to go up. I thought they should have extended him last year. Um, they didn't for whatever reason. I agree, though. Interior is – you're stacked at tackle, okay? You have yeah. Filer who can play who can play every position supposedly. I can't imagine him as a left tackle – but I no. can see him in either guard spot mm-hmm. and he can play right tackle pretty well and he can snap in an emergency. So you got a guy who's really versatile. Um, if I'm moving somebody, it's probably going to be Filer back to guard. You've got Finney, who's your backup center, where he's frankly not very good. And right. he's your backup guard in both spots and he's good there. So, uh, you know, where you're lacking somebody, in my opinion, is a guy behind Marquise Pouncey. Yep. So you bring an interior offensive lineman and you have him understudy behind Pouncey and learn guard. And, you know, that, that guy kind of rounds out your your line there. I mean, Zach Banner, who, you know, you you need – how did how – did, uh, Oh, what was by, by the way, when does anybody else think of the Incredible Hulk when they think of that hear that guy's name? Because I do. Banner, Bruce Banner. I mean, it, Bruce Banner, but plus he's also huge. Um, yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I, that's just me. He's he's massive. I mean, you. It's hard he to get around the guy. Dude. He's so big. <laughs> he's not a good athlete. He's kind of a no. right tackle only. I don't think he probably makes the team. But you know, they've got plenty of good talent on that line this year. Yeah. The one place where if you were going to shore something up, it would be interior offensive line. Well, and, and that's why I asked the question, because I agree 100% with, with both of what you're saying. The Steelers love guys that are versatile and can do more than one position. But when I look at Pouncey, um, you know, I think they really need, if if they're going to draft an offensive lineman, I would not be surprised to see if it was a center 
based guy, a guy that primarily plays center, just as you said, Ben, uh, understudies behind Pouncey, learns some guard, you know, and can fill in there if necessary. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if I'm a Steelers fan and you see, you know, they draft a center somewhere along the way in the draft in a few weeks. Don't be surprised by it. I, I just have a gut feeling. Now, they oh, could think, you know, they could think Finney's a good backup. I, we don't. We don't right. we think he's a and, much and better And they still player. have Patrick Morris, who true, they signed true. as a – from Texas Christian, who they signed as an undrafted free agent last year, and they like – they think he's got potential. He was just so technically raw. He was horrible, yes. but a great athlete at 300 pounds coming out of yeah. college. So they may not draft anyone at all. They may they may see this guy and think, True. well, we can develop him because they've had a lot of success at developing undrafted free agents along the offensive line. And so, you know, you've you've got uh-huh. Sean Serrett who who understudied under Munch for five years, but he's been with the Steelers for seven. Right. They obviously trust him, and the fact that I think Chris alluded to this uh, a podcast or two ago that. These guys coming back and signing extensions, Foster and Pouncey, mm-hmm. really is an indicator of the fact that they trust Sean Serrett. And Good point. obviously yep. the team trusts him or they wouldn't have given him the job. And they've had success with the undrafted free agents. So it wouldn't shock me at all if they draft no one. Yeah, and, and I'm not suggesting they will. I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised if it was a guy that that his primary position was center. But I did I did kind of forget about Morris there a little bit too. Um, Chris, we are winding it down here on the show. Any last minute thoughts uh, before we wrap things up? Um, just uh, Steelers fans need to to keep their minds open at what's going to happen at pick twenty, or if we don't even pick yep. a twenty. Um, in my last mock, I had us trading up for the best receiver in the draft, and it, it wasn't a, a great feedback because people didn't want offense in round one. Well, you might have a receiver in round one. You might have a tight end in round one. You might have um, – you just never know. Uh, it might be not even be a uh, – might not even be a linebacker in round one. Um, be right. prepared. And just because you don't know somebody in my mock doesn't mean that they are bad. Just do a little bit of research. <laughs> like Blake Cashman – um, my linebacker three, you've got him in the second round. We might, he might even be there. Um, right. I got ripped for, um, that dude is good. Uh, he is watch, good. His, watch his tape. Uh, we'd be well, lucky yeah, to have and, him. Yeah. And, and, and I'm going to save, uh, a little, uh, rant on that for the next podcast, along with, um, what it would potentially take to trade up, uh, say eight to 10 spots. We'll, we'll do that on the next one, but I want to give Ben a, a final parting shot here. Uh, I, you know, I'm still waiting to see what they're going to do with Ben's contract. And yes, um, my understanding is they're hung up on structure and they want to figure out how much money they need to, to have some space to operate during the season. So I don't think there's any uh, real worry here, but no. uh, it is a bit perplexed. perplexed it, it is. You know? I, we all thought this would have been done a long, long time ago. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, structural type things, and 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 who knows what else is going on behind the scenes. But uh, uh, for both Chris and uh, Ben, this is Steel Dad, and we're going to uh, sign off here. And uh, thanks again to our sponsor, Twenty Six Shirts dot com slash Pittsburgh. And again, make sure you're following the site at uh, SC Blitz on Twitter. We're on Instagram, uh, Facebook, of course, and and the site SteelCityBlitz.com. Everybody have a great weekend, and hey. 
Go Steelers.